0: Monstrous Agonies. Episode fifteen oh. Under cover of night and a really big golf umbrella. Next tonight the UK's only dedicated radio advice program for people of the night and members of the creature community, after this word from our sponsor. The Night Folk Network, brought to you by Miticast DNA Tests, specialists in cases of divine conception. Whether you fell pregnant through a rain of golden coins or sprang fully formed from the sea foam, we can help you prove divine parentage. Miticast DNA Tests. It was probably Zeus. Our first letter tonight is from a listener who asks what to do about some recent revelations in their personal life. I don't have what you'd call a quiet life. I like to keep myself busy, little projects here and there. I suppose other people might call them schemes, though I could do without that particular unsolicited value judgement. And really, the amongst us hast not skimped from time to time. And the truth is, I only come through on about 60% of my endeavours. That's the way of it. Things go wrong. Plans get scuppered, collaborators get cold feet, traps spring, sigils break, do hickeys don't hickey. I want spent a month Trekking into the wilds of northern Lapland, hunting down Wainamoinen's sword to complete a ritual I was working on, only to find someone had got there before me and swapped it out for She-Ra's Sword of Power. Plays the theme tune when you press the jewel in the middle. Quite a lot of fun, actually. There's one woman in particular who I've butted heads with a number of times over the years. She's sharp as anything, wit like a whipcrack. Wicked sense of humour, too. I'm almost certain the sword was her. It's just like her. She is a bit glum, though. Needs to loosen up a bit, you know? She's always so... intense. Like camping. This brings me to my point, actually. You see, I've been running a little import-export operation for the last few years. I'll spare you the details, if you don't mind. Things got a bit hot, and I decided to quit while I was ahead. And if you happen to notice a sudden dearth of ferryman's coins on the market in the next few months, trust me, the alternatives were worse. For me, personally. Anyway, I found myself at a loose end, and I suppose I was wanting to see a friendly face. Well, not friendly, exactly. Familiar. So I broke into her apartment. Uh, don't worry, it's like an in-joke for us. Like it's just this bit that we do sometimes. I break into her apartment, she sets a trap for me, I turn out to have known about it all along, etc, etc. Except this time, I guess she really didn't know I was coming. She wasn't even in. There's me sneaking about in my best so silence, and it turns out she's on a mindful eating retreat in Wicklow. Bit of a letdown, really. I helped myself to a can of pop from the fridge, had a rummage through the desk drawers, the usual. And then, well, I must have pressed a hidden button or something, because before I knew what was happening, the whole back wall of her study span round and revealed a great big wall of me. There were reconnaissance photos and sketches of me, rather nice ones, And a big world map covered in pins of all the places I'd been or that she thought I might go to. The whole thing covered in bits of string leading off to newspaper clippings and these mad notes she'd been scribbling. Like I said, intense. I didn't really know what to do. I pressed the button, put it back to normal, finished my pop. Just went home after a bit. I suppose I was in shock, really. It's just... I never knew she felt this way. Have I been such a fool? Right under my nose this whole time. I mean, you hear about this kind of thing in stories and movies, but you never think it'll happen to you. I never thought it would happen... to me. The one... A real, true, nemesis. Should I say something to her? Let let her know that I know? Or would that just embarrass her, bringing it out into the open like that? What do I do? And what if... Well, what if I feel the same way about her? Well, listener, that certainly sounds like a lot to take in. My first piece of advice is to take things slowly. The revelation of your associate's feelings towards you is something you will need time to process. I advise against making any rash decisions while you're still in the throes of your initial emotional reaction. That isn't to say that emotions have no place in your decision making. In fact, they're really the only thing that makes a difference. Becoming someone's nemesis is at once a great commitment and yet not something one has complete control over. It cannot be done by degrees or without the proper depth of feeling behind it. It is, after all, that very depth of feeling that distinguishes the true nemesis from the -the run-of-the-mill antagonist. By the same token, though, if those feelings are already there, resisting them will only lead to misery on both your parts. Your first priority, then, is to explore your feelings. Can you imagine yourself as her nemesis and she as yours? Are you prepared to commit to your nemesis relationship, forgoing smaller enmities for something so much larger than the sum of its parts? Once you have these answers, you need to bring this up with your associate directly. How and when you do this is up to you. You know better than I how she will prefer to conduct the conversation. This is an intensely vulnerable situation for her, made all the more so by the imbalance that your discovery has brought to the relationship. Treat her with the respect she deserves as your fondest foe and if you discover that you do indeed share her feelings, congratulations, there is nothing quite like letting a true nemesis into your heart. Next tonight, a letter from a listener finding it hard to connect with the people around them after an accident at work. Forgive format, limited resources, stop. Misadventure with routine worldline maintenance. Slipped loose, still loose, still falling, up and down. Stop. Grip on here now good but won't last. Stop. Temporal anchor not up to code. Health and safety nightmare. Union says claim in process but slow. Stop. Resigned to fate. Stop. Plus side, still sick pay if can access account. Stop. Bit lonely though. How make friends, when only passing through, still count, if only temporary? How love, short term? End of message. I hope this finds you well, listener. Where and when ever it finds you. I'm sorry to hear about your accident, but I'm sure your union is working hard on your behalf to see that you receive the compensation you deserve. Loneliness is a very real risk in a transient lifestyle, especially when that transience is not a choice of your own. Even leaving aside your own lack of personal support network, some communities are more willing to accept newcomers than others, as I'm sure you've found, and the stress of perpetual culture shock must be exhausting. There are things you can do to mitigate these problems, but they require a certain amount of energy and resilience on your part. I understand if those feel in short supply sometimes. Do let yourself rest when you need to. When it comes to making friends, there is no easy solution. You simply have to put yourself out there. How you do this will depend on the time period and the associations people have with your perceived form. I'm sure you know by now the importance of taking into consideration other people's perception of your gender, race and wealth when stepping into new spaces. Remember that your safety is paramount. With that in mind, I encourage you to seek out opportunities to meet people whenever you are. The temptation may be to retreat, step back from the world, reasoning that, Since you can't put down roots, you may as well not bother. I urge you to resist that temptation. Throw yourself in and embrace the world as you find it. Love is not a finite resource. There is no reason to be stingy. Love liberally and let yourself be loved in return. You ask how to love in the short term, but I don't think that's how it works. You don't stop caring about someone just because they're not in front of you. Carry your friendships with you as you travel. Grieve as necessary. Rest as necessary. And remember that the people you meet are better for having met you, however briefly. The Night Folk Network. Broadcasting all the time, for all time. The time is two o'clock on Thursday morning. Stay tuned for our rundown on the best keratin supplements for healthy hair, hooves, and horns. Uh. the best answer Episode 15 of Monstrous Agonies was written and performed by H.R. Owen. To submit your own letters and suggestions head over to our website at monstrousagonies.co.uk, email us at submissions at monstrousagonies.co.uk, or find us on Tumblr at monstrousagonies. Hello to our newest supporter on Patreon, Steph B. Thanks, friend. If you'd like to support the programme, head over to patreon.com slash monstrousagonies, where you can pledge as little as £1 a month. You can also show your support by rating and reviewing us on iTunes and sharing the programme with your friends and familiars. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share-alike 4.0 international licence. The theme tune is Dakota by Unheard Music Concepts. Thanks for listening and remember, the real monsters are the friends we made on the way.